Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert? This is dinner for dessert. Close enough. Hey, Eric. Hey, Pom. Who do you think will be remembered more in 100 years? Lady Gaga or Sublime? 100 years. 2121. Hmm. I mean, I hope Sublime. <laughs> Me too. But do you think, like, not about what you hope, what do you think is more oh. realistic? It's hard to say. Um, right now, Sublime is still remembered very heavily. And they've been gone. You know, Bradley's been gone over what? How many years? I think like 97? Yeah, say 96, 97. So We're looking 60 at almost, years ago. Almost, 60, almost 60 years. 62 years, maybe. Lady Gaga, I feel like since she did that movie with... Uh, Oh boy, what's his name? The other Bradley? Bradley, yeah, Brad yes, the other Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. What's the movie? Star is Born. Star is Born. I feel like I haven't heard anything about Lady Gaga since that movie. It kind of sounded like you said Woovie. And <laughs> I think we should come up with some sort of content called Woovies. Terrible movies? Yeah. The worst movies are Woovies. Woovies. Yeah. So Lady Gaga will probably be remembered more i think why do you say that i think that sublime has a very like specific place in pop culture specifically the summer beach vibe i feel like you can't go to a summer barbecue without somebody playing a sublime song but you can go to one without hearing lady gaga this is true but you could hear lady gaga basically everywhere else i don't hear her anywhere anymore this is my point like i'm, I'm serious i haven't I don't think she's done anything. She's been in lockdown, you know? Okay. Sublime hasn't done anything either. I still hear them. That's true. This is really true. Well, the reason I asked this question is this came up in my memories on Facebook the other day. Okay. I wrote this 10 years ago on my Facebook wall. And uh, so 10 years ago, first of all, I didn't realize that Lady Gaga has been around for 10 years. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. But mostly everybody said the same thing. Like they were hoping Sublime was going to be the one that's remembered. I just, you know, future. Lady Gaga is a, a, a second rate Madonna. Um, her whole spiel has already been done once. Yeah. Would you consider her a Wadonna? Yes. The worst Madonna? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so is this. <laughs> I can't take you seriously with the headband on. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it is weird. Oh, yeah. For those. Uh, uh, listening at home, I am wearing a headband, but it's not really a headband. It's actually the sleeve of one of my undershirts that I just cut out. I'm going to start calling you Bran. I'm going to tie you up with weights. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like Bran from Goonies right now. Uh, I need a haircut very bad, and my hair keeps falling in my face. So so the headband was born. You should have gone with the uh, bra strap. Remember when that was a, that was a thing? A bra strap? On a my bra head? strap headband? No, that's a thing? It was. It had its time in history. Uh, early... People used to wear he- bras on their head. For... No, just just the band, just like that little that little strap and hook, that elastic. Did you know this, Jonesy? I've never heard of this before in my entire life. But if there was anyone who knew about it before me, it's Eric. <laughs> I feel I feel like Eric may be the only person who did it. 
Nah, man, I'm telling you. I just wrote in bra and strap headband was one of like the first things that came up. Amazon, bra strap headband, set of six. <laughs> oh, man. So, Here, it looks like this. Okay, so... It looks like a, a thin try, headband. Yeah, I'll, I'll describe it to the people at home. The picture was literally just a woman with a headband on. It didn't look like a bra. There was no, there was no cups. No, I didn't say the no, cups. I said the strap. If you were a woman, <laughs> would, you wear, would you wear a bra every day? Hell no. Would you wear a bra... Um, like, if you, weren't, if you were going to the supermarket... And you just had a t-shirt on. Would you wear a bra? No. I'd let them chariots swing everywhere. Swing low, sweet chariot. How about you, Jonesy? Yeah, I'd wear <laughs> Yeah? Yeah, no doubt. I, there's a lot of things that I do like that. Like, I have to sit at, like, a table to eat dinner. Like, I, there's just, like, everyday things that I have to do. You know, I respect that. You're, you're, uh, you're a man of tradition. Yeah. I need to wear socks. I need them. Oh, really? Never. Never. Socks are the worst. Stupid invention. Why don't shoes just come with socks inside them? I don't get it. Because that would be too easy, Pump. I I fully, fully don't understand. That's why I just rock Crocs everywhere now. No socks. Chilling. Comfortable. Breathing. Wiffle balls on my feet. I don't know if I could get into the the Croc game, man. Well, that's because you haven't tried them yet. And the ones I got you haven't come yet. So You got me Crocs? Yes, I can't wait. See, and you're, you're wearing like the traditional Crocs. I have a bunch of Crocs that are like shoe Crocs. Like they look like regular shoes. Mm-hmm. And they're phenomenal. Like they're like. <laughs> you said it funny. Yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> they're awesome. Like the, the foam that's in those things is in the bottom of the shoe, but yeah. then they just look like a regular sneaker. I, I had them um, for work. I had like the, the anti-slip. They have like work clogs. Yeah. Speaking of shoes, I want to get a pair of high tops. Is that weird? Why? Am I too old to wear high tops? I think so. So I can only wear low tops? Like specifically Chuck Taylors? No, just any. Um, well, I was actually looking at um, these Adidas or Adidas um, high tops that are black with like blue accents. What? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Adidas? Yeah. Funny enough, that's how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> but according to who? Adi. <laughs> <The guy. laughs> Larry Adidas. Says- <laughs> That's my last name. <laughs> so, little fun fact. The, these two brothers started a company called Puma, and they started making shoes and, what, and whatnot. They got into a fight, and uh, one of the brothers left and started Adi Daz. And his name was Adi, and Daz means boot in, uh, in, uh, in uh, German. So, it, Adi Daz means Adi's shoes. Just a little fun fact for you. I guess I know what the production piece is for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make a note of that. But so we have something coming up in the feedback loop about pronouncing words. And um I wanna say, uh, as a precursor to it, there's certain words that if you say it the actual right way, you sound like a douche. Which is why I, I well, so I'll, I'll get into my piece on it when we get to it. But. So sometimes you say it wrong, knowing it's wrong, because it's just the right thing to do. It just sounds better. Like, for, I'll just give one example. Like, mozzarella. Right? Like, I probably say mozzarella, which is like, a, like try to be right in the middle of not being too much of anything. Yeah, because if you go right? mozzarella, you're leaning too American. If you're going mozzarella, you, you're you, going too far Italian. You're not even Italian. You're going Brooklyn. So mozzarella. Mozzarella is yeah. what I say. But if you say, like, if you say, like, mozzarella, 
you sound like Brooklyn Italian. That's not how they would say it in Italy. If you say mozzarella, you sound like a like a dork. Um, and if you said it like the proper proper Italian way, you would sound so pretentious, which would be like mozzarella. Like who's gonna walk it? Like hey, can I get uh you know some mozzarella on my on my That's on why my, I say, on my I'll sandwich? Take the, uh, mozzarella sticks, the mozzarella sticks. Yeah, so I just say like mozzarella. I try to say it as fast as possible to get yeah, it over. Yeah, I'm with you. There's certain words I just like. I don't. I try to avoid using them as much as possible. My, that uh, one, the thing that you look in that's reflective. I hate that word. I can't say it. You know. You know. You know what word I'm talking about? He means mirror, but he can't say the word. You I can't, can't say, say mirror. I don't even try anymore. Do you say it like my mother, Mara? I say like I say like mirror. Like I have to like think about it. Same thing like SNL. I can't say the full name well. Oh, I can't do that either. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, like it just. I say like Saturday Night Live. Yeah, okay. I, I do something very similar to that. Like you know, Saturday Night Live or Saturday. Saturday Night Live. That, I, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, because it's that extra syllable. Saturday Night Live. Or so, so it's that extra syllable. Yeah. Like I have to, if I know I'm going to say that word, I have to ramp up to it and like take a <laughs> breath because otherwise I will jack it up every time. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know what I do about the mozzarella thing is that I will go like so overboard Italian with it that it's funny. <laughs> so even if I get it wrong, it doesn't matter. That's a good move. Like if I'm at like the restaurant and I like the waiter comes over, I'm like, ah, give me the pasta for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extra Parmesan, yeah. Did this just become a WWE promo? <laughs> like, what just happened? That is Dusty Rhodes order Italian food. Yeah. Chinos. Give me some do semolina. It, it. I need some semolina, you neck bones. <laughs> Come on over here with that. Uh, call its own a neck bone is a good one. <laughs> that needs to make <laughs> that needs to make its way into mainstream culture. Is is neck bone a a, uh, a New York thing? You think? Yeah, it's got to be. You think if I went to like Arkansas, called someone a neck bone, they'd, they'd shoot get you? It? No, oh, they would definitely oh. shoot me. <laughs> Especially Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff, Arkansas, the jewel of the South. If I can give one word of advice, <laughs> never go to Pine Bluff. Don't dr- take, I don't care if it's 37 extra minutes on your trip, drive around Pine Bluff. Yeah. Man. Everything sucks in Arkansas. Even the moths are sucky. Like, yeah. remember that huge moth I took a picture with? Yeah, they're, like the size size of, of my head? they're the size of puppies. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah, you can have a pet moth in Arkansas if you want. Put it on a leash. What's the weirdest pet that you think you could have? Like, actually feasibly pull off. Like, you can't say, like, you know, pet giraffe, because that's probably impossible. I think fish are weird. Like, I have to create a whole habitat for this animal to live in. And it's like... Very precarious, and they don't really. Yeah, you, you don't get much joy out of fish. I feel. I feel like fish having fish, and I'm not against fish. By the way, I think th- I would probably have a fish tank if I was like a if I was a bachelor. Yeah, but, but um, you would spend the money and get one that's actually like serene and peaceful to look at. That's the thing. Like that's what you like. If you think about it, getting fi- having fish, it's not really a pet. It's more like a living decoration. You know what I'm saying? I I think a fish tank is weird. Having like a pond in your backyard with a bunch of fish in it, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Ponds are cool. But like a tank, like I have the, like this weird thing on like a on a metal stand and I have a machine that blows air into it <laughs> and then I have to clean the filter and I have to get my hands dirty with algae every day. Yeah, like you could just get a fish tank, get some cool lighting in there and then like that's your decoration. You don't have, have to actually have the fish. You know what I mean? Or you could just get little robot fish. Oh, we should make robot fish. 
and make a business out of it. You guys aren't even. You guys are thinking. You like. You guys both built business plans while I said that. You're like. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Well, no. The problem is this, right? There already are robot fish. No, there's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our Most pop- of the fish that are in the ocean right now are robot fish. Yeah. You guys blow my mind right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, there's no robot fish. Every time you eat Chilean sea bass in the uh, in the restaurant, robot fish. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. That's but the truth. It's on Snopes. Look it up. Are they, it's on Snopes. <laughs> are there real robot fish? Is that a thing? Like yeah. People are, get like pet robot fish in their house. So or they, or, uh, or pal Belmo had a, uh, a robotic goldfish when we were kids. Like. This was like 20 years ago. Okay, so they're, they're ready for a comeback. And it was awful. And These it was things like, come in waves. It was like, why don't you just get a 10-cent actual goldfish <laughs> as opposed to this $25 awful robotic fish? Because you don't have to feed it? Yeah, but you don't really have to feed a goldfish either. <laughs> it could also sing like, take me to the river. It's <laughs> like a lot of fun stuff that could happen. Oh, man, do you still have that thing? No, I wish I did. Oh. I think we left it at the studio. Oh. <laughs> Rest in peace. Give me back the filet of fish. <laughs> Give me that fish. <laughs> uh, good times. So, Jonesy, yeah. um, I've been trying to get you to watch Masterclass. I even sent you like a seven-day free trial. Have you done it yet? No, and I didn't because I, uh, I decided that I was going to bypass it and go to the next better one. <laughs> there's nothing better than Masterclass. No, there's a much better than Masterclass. Is it um, Masterclass? Pro? <laughs> no, no, it's even better than that. Masterclass Pro Max? I found a... a with commer- Wi-Fi <laughs> and 5G? <laughs> I found a, I found a Did commercial. Did you max out the, uh, the RAM <laughs> and the storage speed? <laughs> I found a commercial for it on YouTube if you guys want to... I, I brought it with me if you guys want to listen to it. Totally. Yeah, I'll listen to it. So what's, what's the name of it? What's it called? Oh, it's it's very complicated and complex. It's it's in the commercial. It's complicated and complex. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, complicated. That's oh, that's when it's serious. Uh, it's very redundant, and repetitive. All right, that's I'm ready I to hear it. it. Okay, let's hear it. Hi, I'm Mike Jones from the Dinner for Dessert podcast, and we've been talking a lot about Masterclass, the streaming video app that offers online classes created for students of all skill levels. But what if you viewed all that Masterclass has to offer and you're still looking for advanced level learning on a broad range of subjects? Well, look no further because here comes Top Champion Seminar Professional. Top Champion Seminar Professional. We've basically copied the Masterclass app from the computer code level up but substituted in our own highly advanced tutorials. Here are just a few of the 971 classes that we have to offer right now. Astrobiology 101, the science of extraterrestrial biology, instructed by actual space alien Dennis Rodman. Stage engineering and design for music and theater by Jack Russell from Great White. Eco-gastrology, which combines the study of nutrition with sustainable growing practices, taught by Artie Lang from The Howard Stern Show. Intro to beekeeping, taught by Macaulay Culkin and characters Thomas J. Sennett from the movie My Girl. Ethics in Modern America, hosted by Laurie Laughlin from Full House. Started from the bottom, now we're here. How to pull yourself up by the bootstraps, which are co-instructed by Paris Hilton and every Kardashian sister. The real-world physics applications of Star Trek, taught to you by Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I don't get that one either, but it's one of our most popular classes. And if you join now, you'll get exclusive access to masterclasses instructed by the hosts of the Dinner for Dessert podcast. 
Palm teaches you how to play Fortnite. Eric shows you his snake breeding operation. Mike Jones has an awful comedy writing workshop. Don't forget that name, Top Champion Seminar Professional. Top Champion Seminar Professional. Coming to iPhone and Android very, very soon. Well done. Holy, I, I don't know. I, he literally outdoes himself <laughs> every week. Every week. It's also clear that you've never watched a master class. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even like close to like what masterclass <laughs> sounds like. No, it's better. It's better. It's, it's so much level. better. It's it, top level championship master. Top level championship master. I, I'm pretty sure the guy who uh, founded uh, Top Champion Professional <laughs> also does the Club Q calendar for, for all the for all the club events in New York and New Jersey. Oh. That, uh, that uh that commercial was recorded at Honka Bunk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude, this is like you can make you can make an entire album of all your production pieces, put it up on Spotify and uh yeah. I you know, I was going through our we have like a shared Google account that we use to put all these pieces on and I went and listened to a bunch a bunch of them today. I don't remember doing half of them. <laughs> You had a lot of good ones. You did actually do a Hunk of Bunker and Sayerville one back in the day. You did a club, club Q, your club and concert calendar. Yeah. That one I remember, but the, there was a whole bunch that I... Did we even use them in shows? I don't remember. Hunk of Bunker is actually now Starland Ballroom where there's like um, actually like like good rock, like yeah, scene like, shows. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so weird. <laughs> yeah. The... Um, the early days, even in like the Roco radio days before Dinner for Dessert, I think you used to do production pieces as well. Oh, I did. I don't think I have any of those. Oh, but you definitely did. Soundgarden and Lodi. Don't forget Soundgarden and Lodi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, used to always, we used to always like fist bump when we were driving to your house in the Poconos and we'd pass the sign for Lodi. <laughs> yeah, every time. We'd get so hyped. Every time. <laughs> We got more excited to see Lodi than uh, Coxsackie, which is like, or whatever. What's the, yeah, that's what's called, right? Up, upstate? Coxsackie, I think is yeah. like the pronounce the right yeah. way. It's right next to neck bone. <laughs> <laughs> but Coxsackie's just That's a terrible mint. name. No one wants to live in Coxsackie. No. Um, <laughs> I guess we all lived in a Coxsackie at one point. <laughs> it's science, Jones. It's science. Take the master class. <laughs> you would know if you listened to the master class I sent you. Oh, good times. Um, oh, who taught that one? Tommy Lee? <laughs> yeah, probably. What, what was your best production piece besides the segment, like the the segment intros? Because those those don't count. Those are genius. But oh, it was the it was the original McConaughey, hands down. Oh, the Kia Optima. Yeah, the time machine. It's also a time machine. That's my favorite one, and he's done some mint ones. Sometimes you have to go forward. That go will back. always, always bring a tear to my eye every time I hear it. It's like perfect. The original. We should just play it again. You guys want to play it? I know like this is not part of our show notes today, but can we just play that one again? I always want. Do you have the original? Yeah, I have. I think I have the original, and I don't care that we could get sued. I don't care either. Bring the, it on. Like, who knows? What, what was the background music anyway? Just like attribute it to the person now, and, and then maybe they won't get mad. Do you remember? Oh, it was probably some random piano I found on some random sound library somewhere. Oh, that doesn't count. It's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. We right, should cool. play it. All right, let's do it. Sometimes you got to go back 
to actually move forward. And I don't mean going back to reminisce or to chase ghosts. You go back to see where you came from, where you been, how you got here. You know, see where you're going. I know there are those that say you can't go back. Well now, yes you can. You just have to look in the right place. The 2016 Kia Optima. The world's first mid-level sedan with a fully functioning flux capacitor. You're not just buying a great car, you're buying a time machine. Plutonia not included. Kia is not responsible for any damage that may occur to the space-time continuum. See your dealer for more details. That's my favorite piece of Jones has ever done. <laughs> I'm choked up. I don't even... I need a second. Also, I can't believe that's five years old. Yeah, it's for a 2016 Kia Optima. Yeah. Yeah. That's back when the time machines, you couldn't come back. Like, you could just go to one, one point in time, and then you're stuck there. Yeah. It's a one-way trip. I was still in the my 20- 30s when Jones made that piece. Oh, my God. It was probably... How long ago was this? Five years. Yeah, it was... Uh, God, how old am I now? 38? I was 33. You're pretty much 39. Dude, let me milk this last couple of months of 38-ness. Um, I want to be 40 in a year and, and change. Yeah. Me You're too. already 40. I did it. You don't look 40. I, everyone tells me that. I appreciate it. You look exactly the same as you did 15 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. So do you, Jones. You do. Do I look the same now? You look the same. Except for the headband. <laughs> Although I did probably wear stupid headbands on tour, too. We wore bandanas. That was the difference. Oh, bandana. Bandana not- headbands. Like I literally took a an, a white undershirt with like armpit yellow armpit stains and turned it into a headband. Like I could have picked any other piece of cloth to make this headband, and I chose that. I feel like I made a bad decision. It's fine. You look like the guy from The Sopranos who's in uh, ter- terrible Bruce Springsteen's band. Oh, the worst, the worst musician of all time, Bruce Springsteen. The worst, horrible, top oh. top three worst musicians. Disgusting. I don't know if he's a bad musician. He's terrible. I hate the songs he writes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. I, I I bet you he's a cool dude. No way. Not, I a, just, not a chance. No, I, just, I listen, No, I thought so, too. He looks like he's going to be a cool dude. And then I listened to the Obama Bruce Springsteen podcast. And it's basically, it's, say it's an hour-long podcast. It's 50 minutes of Obama spitting, like, knowledge. Like, regardless if you like him or not, or his politics or not, like, He's a likable dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't deny it. Mm-hmm. Even if you hate Absolutely. everything he stands for or whatever. Um, and then, like, Bruce Springsteen just being like, uh-huh. Yeah, man. Ain't that right. That's it. <laughs> That's his job on the podcast. Just go, uh-huh. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. He's basically Little John. He's just like the white. <laughs> he's the white version of Little John. Um, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, still talking now. Born to run, I guess. Yeah, just born to run, you know. That's so, what I'm saying, Barack and Glory Days. And Obama was giving him like such good, like, you know, like you know, softballs. He's like, "Yeah, so when you started playing music, right? Like, uh, you know, you were you were really, uh, you know, getting out there." He's like, "Yep, yes, I was." It's like, well, all right. I was born, I was born in the <laughs> USA. That's what I had to do. Uh, born in the USA. Yeah. So that happened. Anyway, uh, Jones, you're a genius. Yes. Thank you. What do you think you're going to do for next week's production piece? No pressure. Oh, I have a couple notes already. Nice. You gonna say them out loud, or you wanna? Don't say them out loud. 
Um, um, well, there's three I'm thinking of doing. One I might do is, um, well, there's one I was going to have done for today, but I didn't see any feedback from him, so I didn't uh, send it over. Uh, there was a, a theme song for Steve, your buddy Steve. I wrote <laughs> oh, we're going to make a Steve Thomas theme song? <laughs> awesome. yeah, yeah, he's got a theme song now. So anytime he's he's mentioned on the show, you're gonna hear this song. Yes. Can we make it? Can we make a Jen Canzone theme song? Because we spent about 20 minutes uh, on last episode, and actually, I think half of it got cut off in like the first upload, right? At oh the well, I hope the- I hope then she re-listens to hear it all. I think she heard it though because she commented. Well, I fixed it. Can we talk about that actually? Yeah. Well, no. Yes, of course we can talk yeah. about it. So last week, um, so since we did our last run of dinner for dessert before the pandemic since then apple has upgraded their policies on podcasts and one of the things that they upgraded was that you now have to have uh like a secure website with ssl you ever know you ever go to a website and it's like https that extra s is what for savings is what we didn't have because we (laughs) it's for savings uh we didn't have that extra S on our on our website because I never put I put about thirty seconds of energy into building our website, which is basically a WordPress uh, theme, and it just says "voted second best podcast three years in a row by Eric's brother-in-law Keith." That's all it says. That's the whole website. Uh, so go to dinnerfordessert.com. You'll see what I mean. But anyway, so I had to upgrade the certificate on that website to make it secure so that I could get it working properly on Apple Podcasts. Somehow, during all of this, the episode itself didn't upload fully. So there was like 10 minutes of it got corrupted on the file. And you wouldn't know unless you listened to it and got to the end, which I didn't do, clearly. Um, But we got feedback right away that the the episode was I feel like I was the first. Yeah, you're like, "Uh, I think... I don't know if it's me or... Well, I knew it from the second I, I went on Spotify to listen to it on my lunch break. I was like, it only says an hour and seven minutes, and I know for a fact this episode was longer. It was one sixteen. That's or something, th- yeah. That's when I knew it was wrong. So I started texting you before I even fast-forwarded to make sure. I was like, this is not right. Yeah, and, and so I fixed it, though, pretty quickly. I had to do it on my iPad, which is very annoying because I was, at, I was in the office and I didn't have my computer. So I fixed it. All I had to do was re-upload the file. The file itself was fine, the upload was bad, if that makes any sense. It does. So I just had to re-upload it and hope that it didn't get corrupted. And But the problem is Apple Podcast updated instantly. And like you, you go back and it says like now it says a minute, you know, an hour and 16. But Spotify never updated. It still says an hour and seven minutes. So I don't know what happens when people listen to it on Spotify right now. I, and I have no idea how to fix it. And I don't even want to mess with it because I'll just break something else if I try to fix it. So I'm leaving it. Just leave it, man. But the last, for those who are wondering what happens in the last 10 minutes, I think we just spend about nine and a half of it talking about uh, an old friend of ours, Jen Canzone, and how awesome she is. Yep. It's just a basically 10-minute ramble about Jen Canzone. So we should make a song about Jen Canzone. We should make her a theme song. Okay. It was our say anything moment outside of her window trying to get her back. Yeah. She is back, though, I think. Yeah, she is. I think. I hope. It's going to be a very Peter Gabriel-ish song. Yes. Yes. And we can hold up a big boombox. Beautiful. I, the things I always think about is the word zone at the end of can zone. I feel like you could, instead of being in the danger zone, you could be in the Jen can zone. Well, not, that sounds bad. Sorry, Jen. No, you know what I mean. 
<laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Jones just gave me the, we should cut that out of the bit. No, and right. I gave episode. you the no chance. No, that's got to stay. That's um, got to stay. We used to always say there's no can't in can zone. Yep. I feel like zone is like the most 90s of all words. <laughs> like I'm in the zone. I'm in the. the auto zone? I'm in the auto zone. Get in the zone. I feel like that's, that's where. That's a great like, jingle. So good. That's where you like. Every arcade was a zone. It's like the totally fun zone. Yeah, party zone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all. Cal zone. Cal zone. Piz zone. Um, that was pizza. They had to be different. Red zone. Wow. I have a I have a huge red zone. Don't <laughs> I have a big red zone? As a you would think with my with my uh, personality, I wouldn't be such a weirdo with my red zone. Jones, you know what a red zone is? I have no idea. <laughs> Red zone is like you don't want people like My up in your stuff. Yeah. yeah, like what people like too close to you physically. Oh, like that three feet of separation that you need. Well, it's like if someone like I. My dad, you know, like when we were younger, like my dad always like be like ah, oh, you know, like like do the dad thing where he like puts your hand on, on your shoulder, and I'd be like, get off me, and, and everyone and my brother's like, wow, Chris, you got a, you know, you got a serious red zone, huh? And that became a thing, and then I realized, yeah, I just don't like being touched. Yeah, your is upper your upper back is. Uh, I don't like being touched. Is that a strange thing? It's a weird spot. Not at all. It's a red zone. I don't think it's weird. I don't mind it. Like, but it depends on the touch. Like, if someone's like, you know, hey, congratulations, and they're patting you on the back, I'm like, get away from me, guy. Yeah. You know, if it's like, you know, hey, uh, you know, th- if there was a reason, I guess, I'd be like, okay with it. Yeah. Like, I don't mind. Um, it's not like I don't like being touched in, at all. It's more like, all right, say I'm on a train, right? And the person next to me has like their leg is like brushed up against my leg. All I think about is, that their leg is touching my leg and it drives me crazy. Like, oh, I, don't, I need see, your leg to not be touching my leg. Please. I don't. I don't mind that because it's like, eh, we're all stuck here together, guy. Like, you know, what are you gonna do? No, I know. My brain says that. Yeah. My brain is a rational human being. My, you know, my subconscious does not agree. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if there's, if you're like, in the middle of a parking lot and someone decides to stand like six inches from you. Then that's like, okay, what is going on here? Yeah. Like, you're stealing my wallet or you're doing something strange. Trying to give me a wet willy? I don't know. (laughs) Wet willy. (laughs) It's like, you ever at the bar and it's really loud and people talk right into your ear so that you can hear them? But they yell yell into your ear and it's like you're sitting in Anthony Leggio's truck in high school and the bass is going (laughs) and you feel everything in your ear vibrating. It vibrates and it tickles a little, but like not a good tickle. And then you could feel the moisture from their mouth in your ear. Oh my God. Like this is, I'm getting, I'm getting anxiety right now. Just about it. I don't miss that. I don't miss that one bit. So that's the red zone. I understand the red zone. Yep. Do you appreciate the red zone? Yeah, I think I get it. I think I think it makes sense. Do you have a red zone? Well, here's the thing: everyone has a red zone. Mine is like really it's about condi- mine's the size really of conditional, it. like really conditional. Like, if I just came over and just like put my hand on your on your yeah, that doesn't side. bother me at all. No, this no, is not not at, not at all. If you did this to me, I would tense up. Like I would fully tense up and have like I'd probably start sweating. See, but it's you. Not really. I wouldn't start sweating. But it's you, but. though. Like, if I walked into 7-Eleven and someone did that to me, I'd be like, hands off, hammer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Strange danger. 
All right. So this uh, next segment is dedicated to red zones. Right? We're doing a segment? We're doing a segment. I don't know if I just started the segue too soon. <laughs> I always look for visual cues from uh, Jones and Eric. To I be like, Am the, I doing this right? I love like, to I, not give them. Yeah. And so Eric just gives me a blank stare sometimes. I'm like, oh, no. Am I doing this at the wrong time? Uh, <laughs> this next segment is called the feedback loop. Eric, get it. Wow, we're we're professionals. I I still love that you did my <laughs> in that yeah the vet the voice. Yeah. It's so good. But that's actually you doing it though, right? No, it's him. It was me. I, I I don't think I could find a clip of him doing it. But I still I take a lot of pride that you used that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All, All right. right. Go ahead. Sick double, all right. <laughs> so, all right. So who who reads these? Does Jones read these, or do we do we go around the room? I forget. I forget the rules. Uh, Jones usually reads them. All right. Well, if you're gonna read these, Jones, start with uh, the Jen Canzone one I just put at the bottom, since we were just talking about her. All right. This one comes from listener Jen Canzone, and she says, "You guys, I miss you too. Not gonna lie, your kind words made me a little misty. I'm making us friendship bracelets. Glad you guys are back. Yes. Yes." I the, really, you think she's going to actually make friendship bracelets? Well, I mean, it's in writing, and now it's on the show, so... We did say it out loud, so now she's like... She's we will berate her and make fun of her if she doesn't. Yeah, uh, Jen, just know, don't think, oh, I need to make like an extra, extra large one for Eric's wrist because he's such a big guy. <laughs> You'd be mistaken. He has tiny hands, so, um, you know, just... Just, just a normal... Just, just normal, normal, just making like normal size bracelets, and it'll work. Um, Jen, we, uh, we miss you, too. Um, I probably when's the last time you think we saw Jen Canzone in person I don't even know I know we did her a big favor like a year or two ago we put together a Taco Bell menu remember she had never had it oh yeah we told her all the things to get it and Taco Bell. she went and got it and loved it you're welcome um, but I haven't seen Jen Canzone in a long time last time we saw Jen Canzone uh, we might have been in our 20s it's very possible when's the last time you saw her Jones <laughs> oh man um <laughs> Thirty minutes ago, I was getting a Red Bull at Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> One day, Jen Canzone and Jonesy are going to meet, and I think magic's going to happen. I don't I know what will so. happen, but something awesome will happen, or the world will end. I don't know. One of the either, one of the two. Either way, either way, it won't just be a normal meeting. Like it's either going to be, you know, world peace <laughs> that day, or. Uh, the apocalypse. And I'm just up. pumped because we'll have a front row seat to, to either event. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm bringing the popcorn. Here's what's going to happen. This is what's happened every time in my life when someone's like, oh, these two people should meet. Imagine the sound. Imagine blowing up a balloon, right? And then letting it deflate. It goes... <laughs> like, that's the experience. Is the deflating <laughs> balloon. Sounds about right. Yeah. No, that sounds... You know what? I could totally see this is the conversation between Jen and Jones. So, Jonesy, this is the infamous Jen Canzone. Jen Canzone, this is the world-famous Mike Jones from the Dinner for Dessert podcast. And Jones will just say, nice to meet you. <laughs> and then you'll sit there quietly. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Could I interest you in a top-level masterclass? <laughs> .com professional. Or a fresca. <laughs> or a fresca, definitely. Or uh, a coconut mango yeah, Red, Red Bull. Bull. 
Would you 16 like, ounce. Would you like a diet sun kissed? They're warm. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Warm diet sun kissed. <laughs> oh, that's actually horrible. Like now that I'm thinking about it, that's that could be a dare right there. Yeah. Oh, good times. All right, what else we got? You can start. You can go back to the beginning now. You don't have to do this all in reverse order. Okay. The next one comes from Dorney. Pom says the word. They say it. Say it, Jonesy. Cena, I don't know how this is pronounced. <laughs> I know how. There's two ways you could say it, but they sound like the actual official ways, and it sounds so pretentious. So I say naivety. I also say naivety, and I will continue for the rest of my life to say naivety. I think you could, it's supposed to be naiv- n- naivete or naivete or something Naivete like that. is the dumbest sounding word I've ever heard. But that's... I know, and I'll never say it. I went on Google, and I wrote how to pronounce naivety, whatever, and it was like, uh, you know, uh, pronunciation one, naivete, and then the next one was like, naivete. I was like, yeah, never going to yeah, do that. Nope. Ever. <laughs> never, never, never. So uh, Dorney gave this feedback, and at that point, that's probably, you know, 36 episodes in a row of getting, like, uh, horrible feedback, so I decided to quit the show. Um <laughs> And then Dorney told me to kill myself. And I said, I don't think I'm going to kill myself because I'm, uh, uh, you know, pretty handsome. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm not going to not do that. <laughs> but um, I am still going to pronounce it naivety. Yes. Even though, like, I know it's wrong, but it sounds so much better. I, yeah. It's one of those moments I don't care. Yeah. Naivete. Naivete? Not happening. Naivete? F that. Get it's out like of here. the mozzarella. Yeah, get I'm out of here. I'm not doing it. What does the word even mean? Um, like filled with naive. Like, did you say this on the show? Sometime? I said it last week. I think I don't know. I don't even know when. Because I'm drawing a blank on that. I don't even know what context that was in or anything. I said, like, oh, maybe it was some naivety. John Nolan says it in this song, so it's good for me. Yeah, that's right. If Taking Back Sunday can do it, then Dinner for Dessert can do or it. Or the other band, Straight Light Run. Oh, Straight Light Run. Yeah, that that band didn't go very far. Of all the things to pick about about this show, the, that one word. <laughs> the word naivety. Like, there's, uh, I, this show's fun, right? It's great. It's fun to listen to. But there's so many things you could pick out that are wrong or <laughs> yeah. silly or ridiculous. That's the one. I know. That's what I was like. I got that. Fe- I'm like, really? Like, I said so much dumb crap last week. <laughs> like, that's the one that like, I'll get the negative feedback on. Um, so, anyway. Right, uh, so, who's up next? This one comes from listener Derek, and Derek says he changed his Instagram bio to connoisseur of culture. Okay, he didn't say that. He didn't write that. He, I, wrote, I wrote that. He just <laughs> did it and sent me a screenshot. He went on his Instagram bio. It, I don't know if you remember last week, I said, you know, Derek, I forgot. We had some recommendation that Derek liked it, and I said, that's always a big deal for me because Derek is a connoisseur of culture. And I just made up that term on the spot. And he used it. That's and now, now that's his description on it. That's his bio on Instagram. All right. Well, which now, is amazing. Thank I'm, you, Derek. I'm going to take the next one then, if you don't mind, yeah, because Money Mike also took one of our recommendations last week, and he wrote he wrote me this. We were having a, a whole text message conversation, and this was how it started. Okay, so 45 minutes into nobody, and the bus scene was lights out. Then when the club owner walks into the hospital room and throws the chair at the guy and he just put three skeleton faces. So he took our recommendation of the movie Nobody 
immediately went and watched it and loved it. Okay, so the the skeleton faces means that it's good. Like, crushed uh, yeah, it. That, okay. that scene. And then he wrote... Um, we just talked more about that scene, but I don't want to, like, spoil any, like, parts of the movie. Yeah, but that is one of the best action fight sequences in, in cinema history, possibly. So our conversation continued, and I told him... I don't know how we got into it. We were, talk- we were just recommending things back and forth to each other. And I told him about this movie called Attack the Block, which came out like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever it was. And uh, it's about these these kids in, in England, uh, these like thug kids and aliens land in their town. I hate and, when that happens. And they basically like take on the, the role of alien fighters. And like they're beating up these aliens with bats, like riding their bikes everywhere. Like it's it's cool, right? John Boyega was like one of his first roles, Finn oh, from the new Star Wars series. Okay. okay. So I had just told uh, Money Mike, I was like, check this movie out. Let me know what you think. So he writes me back a day later and he goes, "Attack the Block" is a no for me, dog. Hour in, I just can't do it anymore. So I got back. So then, so then I'm like, oh wow, it stinks. And I thought you'd really like it. You know, it had, um, it's it's uh, the the Nick Frost from like Shaun of the Dead and all that is in it. Um, so whatever the, another day goes by and he writes me back and he goes so I got back in the car reattacked the block and I give it a 6.9 out of 10 All right. so he All literally right. changed his mind went back and finished the movie and he enjoyed it hey, hey 6.9 is not bad it's so that was bad. like double wrecks from me that Money Mike went and jumped on last week so that's pretty awesome I was pretty pumped about that and he had no negative feedback for the show he said it was an awesome awesome show last week you too are a connoisseur of culture that's that's Possibly the name we of the episode. We should have badges that we could like put put on our, all our profiles with that. Oh yeah, like an official badge that we have to um, endorse. You can't just you can't just write it. You have to be. Oh, you have to be endorsed by yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, you have to take the master class. <laughs> Money Mike gets it for sure. <laughs> totally, that's what I was getting at. Like I, so Derek got the uh, the we the gave original. it to Derek. Money Mike's got to get one also because he yeah, takes our recommendations time. and actually runs with them. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So what else we got? Um, feedback wise I don't I don't know if you heard anything else but that's all I had man uh, just from uh, my brother Tom that the episode was cut off at the end <laughs> I don't know if that that's the actual feedback when we started this that's what we meant like when we're like oh give us feedback like how how we can make sh- the show better like are we are our production pieces too long Is the, are the episodes too long whatever um, and then it just turned into just you know telling us our hot takes are, are wrong which basically. is fine that's how it should be there's no rules there's no rules. You know how much crap we're going to get for the Bruce Springsteen uh, bashing I, I we just did? It's going to be Dorney because he has like a, a Superman crush on him for a reason I'll never understand. Yeah. I mean, he's got like one good song. And it's called I'm on Fire. Hey, little girl, is your dad at home? Is I thought you just hit play on the song. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded just like him. Nailed it. Yeah, all you have to do is just um, mumble <laughs> into a microphone. It's pretty easy. Just don't open hey, your mouth. girl's dad at home is going to leave you all alone. Oh, no. It's mouth shaped, too. If you don't open your mouth fully, if you only open it up like a quarter of an inch, you get the perfect sound. You got to, yeah, you got to Sylvester Stallone your mouth. <laughs> yeah. You got <know? laughs> to slide that shiza. Um Ooh, 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 I'm on fire. <laughs> fire. 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 Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> all right. Um, so now I think we should do some recommendations. Now we just talked about all these recommendations. Maybe we should throw out a few more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I think we should do that. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> just become a surfer in, in LA. Yeah, bro. Like, it's dead, man. It's, it's dead. 
wait, I, no, I have to do a real segment, like lead in. I can't, <laughs> I can't end on that. <clears throat> Hold on. Ah, bumblebee, bumblebee, bumblebee. All right. This is, wait, no. Hold on. Let me start over. This segment is called Recommendations. Wait. It's Recommendations? It's Recommendations. This, this, <laughs> this segment is called Recommendations. Eric, hit it. like it feels like it sounds like what rolling around on like a silk waterbed in a 1980s movie would feel like you know what i mean i do i feel like waterbeds were very big for a little bit and then just oh they had their place in time man oh yeah and silk sheets only movies though i I bought them i bought them when i was like 22 how'd that work out for i hated them i sweated so much in them I feel, I feel like if I like got a running head start and I jumped onto a, 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 a bed with silk sheets, I'd slide right off. It. Not if you were, were were nude. Yeah. If you had like a silk robe on, you'd be head first oh on the wall. Oh my god! Yeah, like a slip and slide indoors. Like Sparky in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas <laughs> Vacation when he puts like the canola oil on the bottom of his sled. I Chevy didn't... Chase, huh? That's it. I have nothing to say except for just Chevy Chase, huh? <laughs> How about that Chevy Chase? I haven't even I wouldn't even know where to buy a waterbed at. Uh waterbeds.com. Google. <laughs> Waterbed.org. Uh, Water.bed. No, like I'm sure like Amazon.com has them. <laughs> but like what store could you walk into and leave with a waterbed? That's a really good question. I feel like you used to be able to walk into any bed store. Harrow's? <laughs> Harrow's the pool store. Do you chlorinate the water in your waterbed? You wow. probably should, or you could do the salt water ones. You have a fish tank in there, though. Oh. Yeah, you can. You have robotic fish. <laughs> if you get, if there are there clear silk sheets, because if you just make the waterbed out of like, it'll just basically look like a big um, goldfish bag that you win at a carnival that you just lay on. Did you of. just ask if there was see-through sheets? Yeah. I don't. There's probably not. Is but based on your reaction, I'm assuming there aren't. <laughs> but it's an idea. It's not a good idea, but it's an idea. <laughs> Am I fired? <laughs> Tell me the truth. <laughs> you want saran wrap sheets? <laughs> oh yeah, we're just making out of saran wrap. Yeah, super comfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's not a very breathable fabric. <laughs> What does your bedroom look like? <laughs> you want to go inside? See, it looks like I'm about to murder you in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Dexter, thanks for inviting me into your bedroom. Why, why are there drop claws all over the floor? Oh, good times. Okay. So, anyway. So, your recommendation is weird. <laughs> well, my first recommendation is um, saran wrap sheets, but obviously <laughs> that didn't go over well. My second recommendation is super weird, but... It's been, I've been so curious about it since I read it. All right. I have to start with this. I've been on the quest for about, I don't know, two years 
to cook the perfect burger. The perfect cheeseburger in my backyard in the, on, the, on the grill. Sweet onion bubba. Done. Yes, but no. Like, I guess. But that's like, that's like, um, it's a very specific flavor, right? I'm talking just like a traditional cheeseburger. I'm basically trying to recreate what, what like a Five Guys burger or a um, Shake Shack burger tastes like, which is harder than it sounds. So I've been trying a, a whole bunch of stuff. I've mastered a couple of parts of it so far, right? I'll tell you the parts I've mastered over the last year. The bun, it's got to be um, a potato roll, right? Got to put butter on both sides and toast it. So you put butter on the bun, toast it on the grill. I feel like you're not telling us anything groundbreaking at all right now. It's not groundbreaking. The, that's the beauty. It's the simplicity. Salt and pepper, but don't put it on until it's on the grill. So no pre-seasoning it. And then I, when I make the patty, I, I break it apart a little bit so that it's not like a firm. So it's like, it's kind of like crumbly looking and I squeeze the middle so that like the middle is really thin. So you're making a smash burger. Yeah. But so, you know what I'm saying though? Like the middle's got to be thin. It's an important part of it because when it cooks, the middle is going to expand. If you don't do that, then it turns into like a, a meatball. And then put the salt and pepper on right at the end. So I've been doing that and it's been really good, but does not taste like, does not taste like, uh, Five guys, or well, are you doing different kinds of meat? Or are you just doing ground beef? I was doing that's where this is where my recommendation comes okay. in. I've been just doing ground beef, I just, just go to the supermarket and I'll just grab like 80% lean um, patties that are made at the butcher, you know, that they just put out there on the, on the shelf. Yeah, that's gonna be a no from me, dog. That was the mistake, that was the final ingredient, the final, the final, you know, piece to the puzzle. I was feeling saucy and I was looking around and I was like, I gotta, there's gotta be a better like meat to use than, than just regular ground beef. So I looked in like the, uh, this like side shelf at the supermarket where they have like the fancy stuff, like the premium Angus cut steak kind of stuff. And, but then something caught my eye that I thought was just, I thought it'd be funny to, to get it. I grabbed a package of Wahlburgers hamburger meat. Like Don, like Donnie, Mark, and the third one, the third Wahlberg, have a Wahlburgers restaurant chain, burger shop, burger chain, burger shop. It's a chain. And uh, they sell the meat there now. And it just said exactly what it was. It was like, um, it was three types of meat. It wasn't just like ground beef, whatever. I forgot what they were. Um, so I got it. And holy crap. Like, Best burger I've ever, definitely the best burger I've ever made and one of the best burgers I've ever eaten. So it's summer. Well, it's almost summer. People are going to be barbecuing. All I'm saying is my recommendation is if you're going to buy burgers, just try the Wahlburgers meat. It sounds like ridiculous to buy burger meat from, you know, Donnie Wahlberg, but. I mean, listen, the, the restaurants have been very successful, so it doesn't sound that crazy. Yeah. I just prefer buying the. Th- you know, three different chopped meats and mixing them myself. That's what we've been doing for Sunday sauce for the last like three years with our meatballs. Yeah, it's that's the it's the key. You mm-hmm. can't just get regular ground beef because you just can't recreate that flavor. No, you could put as much seasoning on it. You could do all of the tricks in the book. It's not going to taste like 
It's not going to taste great if it's just regular boring ass chop meat. You do like a beef, a veal, a pork, or like oh, a trio. Like, yeah, I don't even, I got to mm, look, I should so have taken good. a picture, like what's in it. It was like pork, not pork, it was. Um, so now you should step up and. Brisket do, maybe? Yeah, yeah, it was brisket. That's what it was. So it was now brisket. you should do it where you're not buying somebody's already pre-made one and do your own. Yeah, I have to figure out what the perfect blend is. Well, oh, that's where you God. get the, the meat grinder in it. You have a meat grinder? I do, yeah. I might get a meat grinder. Are you recommending I get a <laughs> meat grinder on the recommendation segment? I could, yeah, I could recommend, a, I have a KitchenAid mixer, which is awesome, and I use it for all kinds of things, but there's so many attachments that you can put onto the front of it, and one of them is a meat grinder, and it works phenomenally well. I might have to check it out. You should tape your iPhone to the meat grinder and, and turn on the camera and take a video. Like I should grind my phone up? <laughs> the what, too? But then you should have another phone videoing your first phone getting ground up. I have videos. Not of phones being ground, but other meat. I can show you. I can show you how it works. It's pretty good. I would gladly hang out and sample every burger you attempted to make. You want to do that? Oh, my God. Can we do... Jones? What? Do you want to join me and Eric in starting a cooking channel on YouTube? I would love that. Oh my God, we could still just call it dinner for dessert because yep, sure could. it still works. Oh man. Umbrella name <laughs> works for a lot of things. Can I wear this headband on, on the show? Whatever you want, dude. Do you think it'll hurt our ratings? Put it this way, whatever. No, whatever like, you wear on there is going to become like a thing. So, so be, this may become my... Um, and you no longer have to be weird about it. My signature? Oh man, I'm like the Zach Wilson of podcasting. Not really. <laughs> Not at all. All right, let's do this. What, what recommendation do you have? Uh, in addition to the KitchenAid mixture, which I highly, highly, highly recommend, uh, I went to the movies last night. So I, I do this uh, thing with Regal Theaters where you pay a certain amount of money. You can go as many times as you want in a month to go see any movie you want. There's no restriction. It can be IMAX. It could be the same movie 10 times. Uh, we went to go see a sneak preview showing of the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Starring Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, Salma Hayek. You just At said Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, you like did the Saturday, 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 Saturday Night, Night Live. Thing. Yeah, it's a problem in my life. <laughs> Sammy, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel. It was one. I was. What, what was so, the name of the, of the movie? The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. At some point, did someone say, "Which makes us absolutely nothing"? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I didn't. I never saw the original hitman's bodyguard movie and i don't know what the tone of it was like whether it was a serious movie or an action movie or anything this movie was hysterical who's in it it was ryan reynolds it was samuel jackson it was salma hayek it was there's another cameo that i shouldn't spoil because fair enough it's a big mo- it's a good it's a total game changer so is it kind of like deadpool style you know a little bit is like it's almost like Mixed Deadpool, mixed Step Brothers, mixed James Bond. Or the movie Safe House with Ryan Reynolds. Well, well, <laughs> you ever see that? Oh, that was a good movie. I want to watch that again. Not to be mistaken with Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place, which was another Ryan Reynolds classic. Okay, so is your recommendation to go to the movies a lot or to watch that movie? Well, watch that movie when it comes out. It's not out yet. But um, I would definitely say watch it in the theater if you can. 
the sound design was pretty good. The gunshots are like super jarring, which is, they're supposed to be. Would you ever consider changing your pronunciation of, of the word to theater? No, I don't think so. It's theater. Never theater? No, if I wanted to sound ridiculous, maybe. I say theater. Yeah. Eric's mad at you now. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't think of you any less for saying theater. But <laughs> See, that's what friendship is. That's you tried to start a fight, and neither of us wanted it. No, I wasn't trying to start a fight. Yeah, you did. No, I was just try- I was trying to resolve. That's very childish of you. Sorry. I'm embarrassed. Well, now I can't wait to see that movie that I didn't know existed until just now. I like Ryan Reynolds. Me too. Like, he's one of those guys. There's like a few guys where you go, you know what? Yep. Yep. He's better than me at everything. Dude, I like the one guy. with him and Sandra Bullock. The, the Proposal? Is that right? That sounds right. Betty White was in it? Probably. You ever see it or no? You sound like you haven't seen it. I have not seen it. I'm oh not. I'm not the rom com fan that you are. Oh, so I, dude. you know, I'm not a rom com connoisseur. All right, watch it. He is. He his boss is like it. Just a, not a nice person, Sandra Bullock. And I think I believe the premise is she's Canadian, and she is trying like she needs to get she a citizenship. Has to get citizenship. So they plan out this whole thing where. They're going to get fake married. So he brings her to like his parents are like very wealthy in Alaska. So he brings her to the family home in Alaska. His grandmother's Betty White, which instantly makes the movie better. And it's you can, I guess, the guess what happens through the movie. They actually fall in love. Um, but that old chestnut. Falls in love with Betty White. <laughs> I mean, That's, she's a hottie. No, Miss Bullock. Uh, but Sandy it was, B. It was an enjoyable movie. Oh, my God. Sandy B. Sandy B. <laughs> like after the beach, you got a Sandy B. <laughs> <laughs> Joe dates me. So right that's now. not my recommendation, but I just you know watch the proposal. Okay, um, mine is just stumbled across this about three days ago. There is something out there called chronologically lost. Somebody after the series Lost went off the air took every episode of the show, all the webisodes, all the minisodes, cut them up, and re I guess re put them together. Okay, so. It's 101 episodes that go perfectly chronological through the series. Okay. Okay? Where you can download them from this site, chronologicallylost.com. But they incorporate all the other stuff that you may have never seen just watching the TV show. It sounds intense. So it actually starts with the two, with the, the light and the dark being born on the island as children. That's like where the show begins. Oh, wow. The smoke monster? Like how it's there. Who also plays Bosch on the, yes. on the uh, which Amazon Prime. The final season starts June 21st, which I'm so happy. There's another one, but also sad it's the last. I mean, Bosch is a smoke monster. Just think about that. Yeah. That's pretty badass. And the, the light brother is uh, Satan from the show Supernatural. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, kind of flip-flop there. Yeah. Um, so this is completely is completely repurposed and it's beautiful so originally they had the chronologically lost i guess for years somebody just did it with the blu-ray rips so that's the one i downloaded and just started re-watching three nights ago and i'm hooked watching this from the beginning do you like it better now it's incredible i love we that haven't show. even i'm like five six episodes deep and we haven't even like seen jack or like any of them yet that show was so good and i know a lot of people didn't love the ending but it's like because they're just 
there's no way to end a show like that. There's no possible way to end the show like that. They should just yeah make new episodes. Well, if you're interested in it, I put it's it's in its own section on Plex, which I could share with you if need be. Yeah, that's my other recommendation is to get access to Eric's uh, movie <laughs> archive on, on on his server. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a good record. Um, it's just it's dope to see it laid out this way. Nice. It changes everything. I only ever watched the first and the last episodes of the show Lost. That's all you really needed. And I have no idea what's happening. It, the, the first they're on episode, the island. They're off the island. <laughs> I have n- no clue. I'm, like, nobody, nobody, nobody did, including the writers, which is you could start telling. But like by like season three, they're like, ah, we don't know what's happening. Yeah, now it's a polar bear. I don't know. Did you ever we'll see? We'll figure out how this polar bear showed up here later. <laughs> did you ever see Zach and Miriam make a porno? Yeah. Okay. So in that, uh, Randall from Clerks is in it. Yeah. And the guy's asking him, he's like, so what happened on Lost this week? He's like, I don't know. They're on the island. They're off the island. Who knows anymore? Yeah. Like, that's the perfect description for yeah. that show. Honestly. You know, the thing about that show, I honestly feel like the writers had like a, a bet going. They're like, I bet you I'm so good of a writer that I'm going to throw this random thing, this random mini scene into this episode, and I'll find a way to tie it back in, you know, later on in the, in the show. And that's basically what the whole show was. Yep. Um, and they did a pretty good job of tying it all together. But at, at the end, you're like, what is the point of the show? I don't know. Honestly, I, I've watched the whole thing. I, I, it was an island, and I think the island might have superpowers. And, um, but then everyone dies. And they don't know they're dead. See, this is why you dead. need to do this. You need to watch this. Are they dead? Watch this. Sometimes dead. Maybe not the whole show. They're dead parts of the show. Let the remix answer those questions. Okay. Chronologically lost. So that's my problem with TV, man. Like when they, when you walk into the room with the people who are producing TV and you give them a pitch, like this is what I want to put on TV. The question that never gets asked is how does this end? Mm-hmm. You only go on the premise. Yep. That, that drives me crazy because then you're like seven years into a show that the whole country's watching and you're just like, I didn't even think this was going to get made <laughs> from day one. Yeah. Yeah. Like if that, I ever if I ever write a TV show, I'm gonna write it start to finish first before I film my first episode. You know, so that you know what the plan is. You can't just wing it, man. You could tell the shows that did that. Yeah, Breaking Bad. You could. Sure. I'm just saying, you could tell the shows. Yeah, that you feel it like you feel that closure at the end when it's done right. Like Breaking Bad was the best closure. Beautiful, at the end. beautiful like, ending. That ended, and you go like. You just wanted to like call up Vince Gilligan and be like, "Thank you, yeah, thanks, thank you for man. that, thank you, thank you for not ruining this for me." You mm-hmm. know, um, and then you have shows like Dexter that they bombed the ending so bad that they're starting a new season just to like <laughs> you know undo it. Did you watch the trailer they dropped? No. Oh, he's like walking through town. And everybody's like, "Hey, how's the how's the dog doing?" He's like, "Oh, hey, Jimmy, how's college going?" Everybody's like, "Oh, hey, Matt," or whatever they call him now in this town. Oh my god! Oh, it's gonna be good. And then he just like looks at the camera with like his dead eyes. But like every like he's talking to like everybody he sees on the street. Like they all love him in this town. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm it was, very it's excited like ten for it. seconds long and it's awesome. Well, they know. Well, they know what they got wrong. They yes. probably spent the last decade looking at you know. <laughs> All the, uh, the hate. hate. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna nail it. I know it. I, I know it'll be great. I agree. Yeah, maybe they can do that with Game of Thrones and Sopranos and <laughs> every other show they've destroyed. Word. Sopranos 
All you need to do is watch the first two seasons, honestly. Just like don't even bother after season two. I, yep. I know that's a bold thing to say, and I know Dude, a lot of people... it's not, and I'm with you. You watch those two seasons, and you'll feel fulfilled. Just end it at the season finale. Be like, just trust me, nothing good happens after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. AJ goes to military school. He He's like the matter. worst. Who He's cares? the worst. Yeah. I hate when shows focus on like a terrible character that nobody cares about. Stop. Yeah. yeah. I was fine up until I don't remember which one it was, but it was like the second to last episode or the third to last where Tony holds up in like the house with like the giant machine gun. Like if they would have ended the whole show right at that scene, I would have been like, okay, they should have just had a full on shootout and like he died in a shootout and then ended. But no, he goes to the diner with his family and just sits there and then the screen goes black. You're like after playing journey. It was basically our episode last week, but we did it by accident. (laughs) (laughs) We did it by accident. Um, (laughs) They um, got millions for that. For that garbage. Yeah. 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 Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. So I got one more recommendation. Oh, geez. This wasn't on the sheet. I don't know where it's going to go. Um, my recommendation is possibly the best song ever written. Ever. It's the boldest of statements. In the history of all music. Okay. Let's pump the brakes. Uh, the lyrical content is both poignant and, and timely. Uh, the music has a heartbeat of its own. Um, if a song could have a soul, the song has the biggest soul. Um, and I, I, I'm going to cue it up for you right now. Eric, you ready? I guess so. All right, hit it. We're being attacked. 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 No one in a million shot. Baby, we aim for the top, and we never put down at all. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> what was the name of the band that uh, sang that song? They were called the Near Near Nears. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that was Around the House Vampire. Yes, that's right. And that was for you, Lucy. Um, we did not forget your request. So hopefully you enjoyed hearing We're Being Attacked, which is a true classic. So speaking of Lucy, she FaceTimed me yesterday, but I was at work and I couldn't answer and I texted her. I was like, what's going on? And she goes, oh, we were just trying to uh, secretly get you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've tried that with you guys, by the way. You have. You and have. it's failed every time. Like, I, I hit record, <laughs> right? And I, I have my uh, 
my uh, phone all set up in, into the mixing board, and I call you guys, and you never pick up. <laughs> I'm like, damn it! This this prank is gonna work one day. I'm just gonna make you. I'm gonna ask you like a lot of like intimate questions, and they're like, oh, you're on the air, by the way. Speaking of asking questions, oh yeah, ask us anything. What? Oh, we have. To, oh, Eric, just keep. Damn, I'm so bad at these cues. Um, we have. <laughs> Speaking of questions, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is okay. Speaking of questions, this segment's called "Ask Us Anything." Eric, hit it. Ask us anything. I love when Pomp picks up on those awesome segues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally misread that situation. That was beautiful. Should we go back and like? No edit way, it out? not a chance. You know how much better this podcast would be if we had like a producer who like edited after. Yeah, but who wants the fake, bro? I feel like, yeah. Would you rather have, let me ask you right now, would you rather have a wife who is just full of botulism in her face and everything is like paid for and enhanced, or would you rather have a natural? A natural beauty. Beauty. Okay. All right. Natural beauty. So you're saying DFD is natural beauty. Absolutely. DFD is. The girl next door. Is pretty, even with, you know, sweatpants on, no makeup. Hair all greasy. Yes. And a bun. Yes. One hundred. One hundred percent. Speaking of um of of girls, um, white girl Instagram. The song by Bo Burnham is now on Spotify. It's and everyone fantastic. To. It's fantastic. As well as the other song called "Welcome to the Internet," which might be the greatest song ever written. Yeah, possibly. aces. So those are also recommendations for the last segment. I'll cut them out of this <laughs> conversation and just move them later. So, Jonesy, yeah, you want to read us the Ask Us Anythings? This Ask Us Anything comes from Ben. Ben asks, who are the five greatest rappers of all time? Oh, man. I wrote one down. Um, just Biggie. Uh, Biggie, for sure, number one. Um, We're going to do a joint list here because if we each gave a five... Hasselhoff's son from Baywatch. <laughs> Hobie. Hobie, Hobie from Baywatch is number two. Um, no, I don't know. So definitely Biggie. I would say Biggie. Um, here's the problem. A lot of my favorite rappers are part of rap groups, and I can't pick one of the group. It's like, like I think Wu-Tang, right? But I, I don't want to pick one. But they're not all the best. No, oh. but there's a couple of really good ones that I don't want to have to choose between. Well, you have to. I, my favorite Wu-Tang rapper is my favorite rapper. Jizza? No, Old Dirty Bastard. ODB? He's good. Um, he's not the best one, though. He's kind of like, he's like the Flava Flav of... Uh, yeah, that's the best part Academy. about best conversations is they're all opinion. That's true. They're all opinions as long as they're my opinion, too. You know? That's the way the world has worked. See, I think the best Wu-Tang rapper is Raekwon the Chef. Raekwon's good. Ghostface is good. Jizz is good. They're Riz all is good. good. Methaban. Yes. See, that's why I can't pick one. 
no, this is hard. And I need a lot more than what we have on this podcast to decide. Yeah. But I'm going to throw out just some, some of who I think are the, are the top tier. Obviously, Big E, Pac. Yeah. Um, I think you have to put Nas on that list. You do. Um, I'm not a huge Jay-Z guy, but I understand a lot of mm, people like him. Mm. I like his beats better than I like him. That's the thing. I think, yeah, Jay-Z's the, um, the product of success building on success. Like he's had the best, probably had the best musicians in the world help him craft like amazing beats and perfect hit songs. But Jay-Z as a rapper himself, like he doesn't do anything that is spectacular. No. Eminem. I listened to Eminem, Rap God. This is, I'm not exaggerating. I listened to it five times in a row on the train the other day to work. Five times in a row. Because I was just like, this guy can do it all. Have you ever listened to that song, Rap God? Yeah. Actually, the, my wife's favorite musician might be Eminem. We listen to him all the time. That Kamikaze record that just came out is great. He's really freaking good. Eminem's got to be on the list, man. I have to say it. I unfortunately haven't listened to anything he's done since like his second or third album. You've never listened to Rap God? No. Oh my God, you'll love it. It's the, there's, no, there's no hook. He just raps. Like, I don't know... I don't know if anyone's ever done this like this analysis, but it, it may have the most words ever sang in a song ever. He, it's insane. The whole song is basically just like, let me prove to you how much better of rap, at rapping I am than everyone else. I That's the whole song. It's basically, let me just show you how good I am. And he does like all different styles and like through the whole song. I think once he got plastic surgery done on his face, I, I just, I, I left. Yeah, just try not to look at pictures of him now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so DMX, I also think, doesn't get enough credit. I know he's getting... in his prime was legit. DMX doesn't get enough credit, I think, because um, some people kind of look at some of his stuff as like, it's very, I don't want to say gimmicky, because it wasn't gimmicky, but it was like, you know, if you just focused on like the songs that were very popular you could and you only know him from that you'd be like yeah, all right he's good but i don't know if i'd put him as the, one of the best rappers and then he had like he just fell off and was became a drug addict but um i think now that he recently passed away people are going back and listening i think there's like a newfound yeah. appreciation for like how brilliant he was i mean he wrote like his the same reason why i love biggie uh which is like his storytelling dmx did that just as well. Absolutely. He DMX like painted a picture. Like you listen to his songs, you'd be like, I see what's happening. Like what you're talking about, I see it. Like I'm, I'm it's like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. The problem with DMX is that the good stuff is amazing and the bad stuff is <laughs> so bad. Like that Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer song <laughs> is so bad. But that's fine because like it's dark and hell is hot. That album front to back was a ten out of ten. That might be yeah, if you, know? you do best if you do best albums of all time, best rap albums, you have to talk about that album. I told I was telling Nico the other day, I was like, this is in my top five albums, rap albums. Yeah. Like hands down. You could just listen to that old, like, yep. back, front to back, repeat on repeat, and it doesn't get it doesn't get old ever. Um so we what do we have? We have Nas, we have Biggie, we have Tupac, mm-hmm. we have like the second tier, but not a not a but a very close second, which is like Eminem. DMX, Wu, uh, Wu Tang, and any 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 of the top guys from Wu Tang, like not you, God, you know, <laughs> or like Capadonna. Yeah, um, I would say n- Doctor Dr. Dre and Snoop probably fit in there. Wow, 
I uh, forgot all about that that West Coast. Oh yeah, era. I forgot there was another coast. Um, <laughs> Public Enemy probably fits in there. Yeah, I appreciate what they've done for hip hop, but that's really, why this conversation. I wouldn't could be listen a, This could be a whole episode. Like that's the problem with it. Yeah, I uh, I would say Mob Deep. <clears throat> I think Mob Deep. Um, they have like their three top songs might be like three of the best hip hop songs of. The 90s. You've always been impartial to them, though. Par- I think they're par- great. Partial. Yeah. I'm partial to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't love them as much as I do? I think they're great, but you that's always been like your thing. If anybody ever asked me, like, who, what, what, what rap songs does Pomp love? I'm always like, uh, Hell on Earth, Drop a Gem on them. Like, I just know what to say. Shook One's Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Shook One's Part 1, by the way. No one cared about it. It wasn't good. I tried to find it. The only reason why I... F- knew there was a shook one part one besides the fact that the other one's called part two is i listened to the podcast called song exploder and they they deconstructed that song and they explained how they wrote shook ones part one and it was a dud and they're like this thing needs we we could redo it so they just basically rewrote the song and they made a ridiculous track yeah okay so that's our answer i guess biggie tupac that's fine. you know who we like yeah nas all right, Jay Z's tier three. Jay Z doesn't count for me. He's not Jay Z's hip hop for non hip hop fans. Yeah, uh, if you can just take the beats away from him, he might be the best rapper ever because the beats are so friggin' good. Jay Z used to just be like the side rapper to the to the to the female mm-hmm. to the female rapper in songs. You know what I mean? Like the guy who raps in a La, La Bouche dance song. You know, <laughs> I talk, talk, I talk <laughs> to you in the night. My dreams. Anyway. All right, what else do we have? <laughs> Jones actually like Googled best rappers. I just didn't want to leave anybody out. Yeah, I, I, get I don't it. think I get did. it. I don't think we did. No. Outcast. They're great. They I, might make my list. I love Outcast so much, but I don't think they're better than the best. I just don't. That's why I need more. We can't sit here all night on this. Bone Thugs like, and Harmony. Stop oh. it. Like my favorite like if you categorize hip hop as the Love Below and Speaker Box, that might be my two favorite records. Wow. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's a couple of Beastie Boys songs that, that could be in the, in the top of best songs, best rap songs. I mean, there, there's a ton of people that are like Paul's Boutique is the best album, mm-hmm. one, two, and three, like all in a row. Yeah. I, I don't know any songs from Paul's Boutique. I like License to Ill better. Yeah. Paul's Boutique is what's, in, what's like the most popular song on that record. I couldn't tell you. B- Girls, Brass Monkey? No, those are all. License to Ill. No, it was the, the one with the video. I, I don't. This. I can't believe I'm saying this right now. I can't think of the song. The song. It's the one with the. The crazy black and white video where they're just in the forest. Yeah, I know. Like I've listened to Paul's Boutique recently, and I so was. So what like, you want? Yeah, that's the song. The thing about Paul's Boutique is it's really influential and groundbreaking, but there's not a lot of hits on it. You know, yeah. and I'm a hit guy. Yeah, like I like catching. I mean, we've talked about this forever. That's it, man. It's all about the hook. Yeah. All, right. all right. What's our next question, Jonesy Malonezy? The next one is it's come from Lucy. Lucy, this uh, she. This is directly for Eric. Eric, did Pomp ever get you that Post Malone shirt for your birthday? So I'm I'm assuming that we must have talked about this on a show. Oh man, and I, I for- make a lot of empty promises. We so forgot that- it because we're terrible humans. Oh yeah, 
But the answer is no. Yeah, we actually talked about this before we got on the air, uh, on the air today uh, that we're not good people. <laughs> not Jones. Jones is a good person. Me and Eric had a good five minute conversation about you know what? Like, uh, yeah, we're not we're not great people. Yeah, I, a lot of empty promises to you, Eric. Yep. Uh, I have bummed enough cigarettes off you in our life and be like, oh, I'll pay you back, and I never have. And unfortunately, neither smoke cigarettes anymore. So yeah. that's a that's a payment I'm never going to receive. I know. I'm just going to buy you a carton of like candy cigarettes one day. <laughs> The ones where, like, if you blow on them, the smoke comes out. It just, I, ch- I chew on that gum. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. All right, what else we got? This one comes from Tommy Sinks. He asks, oh, actually, is, is, a, That's a, is that typo supposed I, to be there? No, I typed that wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can read it that way if you want. When are you guys going on Rohan? <laughs> on Rohan? It said Rogan. <laughs> I, yeah, I figured it said Rogan. Oh, uh, when is Rogan coming on our show? Yes. That's what, there uh, you yeah. go. Hitting him with the real question. Yeah. I feel like... We'd have a good time with him. My voice just did that thing. Because you know how you know how good it would be. I think he'd he'd like us. I think he'd like us too. He'd bust big time. He'd bust our balls, probably mine. A yeah, lot, but it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like he would bust your balls a lot. He probably wouldn't bust mine because I'm a because you could beat the crap I'm out a giant of man. Yeah, yeah, he's like my size. So you yeah. just you you know what you do like the just closed fist, just thump him on the top of his head. <laughs> you know, like the Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like those Joe Rogan podcast production pieces? <laughs> Gonna have to make one of those now. Too. You should totally. Yes. yes. Just him and Elon Musk smoking pot. You can make that happen. All I'll right. Just, what else you got? I would clip out like him asking questions and us answering them, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. completely out of context. I love it. Write it down. Do it. Do it. This one comes from Dorney. He asks, "What's your favorite Bill Murray movie?" Ooh, Groundhog Day, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be one. Groundhog Busters. <laughs> One of those two. I don't know. Well, I'm going to go Ghost Hog Day then. Ghost Hog Day. No, I'll say, I'm going to say Ghostbusters, but ve- like that's a real hard toss-up. Depends on what day you, t- you ask me that question. I'm going to say Ghostbusters as well. I know it's not a riveting answer, but... No, but it's the, it's the right answer. Groundhog Day, come on. Perfect, perfect movie. I know it's just, unfortunately, he also made Ghostbusters. I know. Like, that exists. I know. I'm going to go with a... Uh... The classic What About Bob. It's a, it's a good one, bro. I like What About Bob. I think he's good in it. Yeah, he's good in everything. This is so true. All right, what do we got now? Next one comes from Instagram user Under the Rabbit. He says, we're happy Logan lost, right? I guess he's talking about Logan Paul and his fight against Floyd Mayweather. I guess so. Unfortunately, I just I didn't even um, pay any any mind to it. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, I watched it. I can tell you. Um, they went the distance. And their exhibition fight, so it wasn't for anything. I mean, there was you know, there's was, no winner, right? It was yeah, from it was for money. But but Mayweather didn't win because there was no winner, right? They yeah, don't they have they, they had agreed that there was no, going to be no split decision. If it went the distance, then there was no winner or loser, and that's what happened. Um, Which was definitely planned. Like I think well, Mayweather. Well, May, that's how Mayweather fights, though. He's not like a knockout kind of boxer. He just you know. No, but he he has knockouts. Yeah, but not many. And um, Logan Paul is substantially bigger than him. Floyd so Mayweather's 5'8". Logan Paul's 6'3". He's also so. substantially less skilled, so I don't buy it for a second that Floyd tried 100% because he would have killed him in the second round. Yeah, he didn't try 100%. But he did, he did, like, he did show how good he is in, in here and there, just to be like, just a reminder that I'm just, I, I hate, could punch you in the face whenever I want to. I hate this whole, like, Logan Paul is, like, try, is just... 
everywhere. The guy's garbage. I don't know why. We're, I mean, he's had one professional fight and lost it. And he fought a 50-something-year-old Floyd Mayweather. And he, like, didn't he fight uh, Nate, Nate Robinson? Yeah. Was that him? No, that, was that his brother? I think it was his brother. I don't know, dude. They're, they're both the same awful human to me. Uh, they are the worst. I mean, but they're playing a good villain. That's why it's working right now. For just for just for my, you know, an entertainment value. Now everybody hates them, and everybody wants to see them box people because everyone yeah, wants to see them get knocked out. They're not boxing people. They're box. Yeah, they're like, all working together to make millions off of you who can't afford it. Yeah, that's that's the truth. This is all one big. It's gross. Game. It's all it's fake. It's for sure fake. Like now they like they drum up like fake beef like uh, online so that you know get their Instagram views up, their TikTok views up. It works works like a charm. Um, I do though want to see a real boxer just knock them both out. Yeah, in thirty six seconds. Yeah, or even get some MMA going on in there. You know. But yeah, like Mayweather's in his 40s and is, they would be in totally different weight classes yeah. and he still couldn't like win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. What else we got? Uh, next one comes from, actually the rest of these really aren't questions, are they? I don't know. Read them. Uh, this one comes from Blank Man. He says, will you support wheat thins in the fight against Lyme disease? <laughs> Absolutely not. No way. It's not a real disease. What is I'm wheat just thins? kidding. Uh, to anyone who has Lyme disease, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What does wheat thins have to do with Lyme disease? They have lime flavored wheat thins, I think. Oh, like citrusy? Yeah, like a citrus, like a little tang. Those are probably delicious. Yeah, and like, you don't get scurvy. Yeah. Like a little uh, little salsa on the the wheat thin. Mm. I could I could see actually a triscuit having a little lime flavoring on it and be delicious. Oh, well, it's about time they put any flavoring on a triscuit. That'd be great. <laughs> I think I'm. Sure. I think I'm team like, Triscuit. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you like baked burlap. Me too. <laughs> I think in the fight against Lyme disease, I'm going with uh, Triscuit. Okay. Triscuit's going to win. They're going to go the distance. Triscuit versus Wheaton <laughs> in the Lyme disease showdown. This one comes from Mike Arnon, and he asks us, "What was the album of the COVID year?" So he wants to know what the album of the year yeah. was for this past. I mean, for me, it was 100% Machine Gun Kelly, Ticket to My Downfall. It's a good one. It had to have come out in 2020. Well, 2020. Yeah. 2020. See, I, was, I was going to take that to mean the record I listened to the most because I don't think I've listened to a record that came out in 2020. That's the only one I listened to and I loved it. So that's going to be my, my winner. I've heard songs. I don't think I've heard an album. The album I listened to most was Duke by Genesis. That came out in 1981. Well, the, well, the pandemic is still going on, right? Technically, so mine would be Bo Burnham Inside on Spotify. I don't, I don't think the, the it's still going on. The COVID year album of the year. He's talking about 2020. I'm gonna look up a list of albums that came out this. Year. I can't Stop tell cheating. you. Stop cheating. I can't tell you one friggin' album. No, that came and out I looked up all the albums that came out last year, and the only one I knew was the one I said. Yeah. I'm like, who the hell is that? The rest of the list was like trash. I looked too, to be honest. I did the Rolling Stone top 100 albums so of 2020. And number one was like Natalie Umbrulia. I'm like, I said 2020, not 1996. <laughs> um, it was, yeah. It no, was, don't get me wrong. I love a little Natalie Umbrulia. I mean, she's, she's. Let's calm down. She's the least ugly singer of the 90s. Fair. That's very fair. Yeah. She's like very, very, very not ugly. Yeah. I've never heard of any of these That's people. That's what I was saying, bro. None of them. 
I mean, like a handful. Like Thundercat, he's pretty great. I don't but, know who that is. Oh, he's like, he was the bass player for Suicidal Tendencies that decided he wanted to start a funk band. They're awesome. He's great. Give, the, give him a shot. I'm going like to give him. that a hard pass. No, no you would <laughs> like him. You, I'm, I guarantee you would. You never know. Um, oh, my band, The Gold Coast, we had an EP come out in 2020 before we knew. Does that count as an album? No, it's four songs. And it was also called 2020. That was the name of the EP because we thought it was going to be a great year. And then we were rudely mistaken. We released it. And then 30 seconds later, uh, the pandemic started. Next week, my question will be, what was the best EP that came out? <laughs> Who's the best? During e- the COVID Who was the best, uh, you know, punk rock EP underground that no one's ever heard of? From that, the East Coast. From the East Coast. From Long Beach, New York, uh, that came out in, in, in Trenchy Trenchy. And the answer is clearly... Um, all grown up. All grown up. <laughs> Not the Gold Coast. But uh, that's the first time I think I've ever shamelessly self-promoted my band on here. How do you feel about that? I don't care. Nice. I can tell you what the worst album was, was that Crazy Weezer album. I didn't even hear it. It's awful. I didn't even know they still existed. <laughs> they came out with this record. It's like... Um, it's supposed to be like a tribute to like 70s and 80s rock and metal but like to the point where like they started like mixing in songs like you know how like a rapper would sample some soul record that they love right they pretty much sampled a metal song and put it in their own song it's that makes no sense it's to me. horrible well, it's horrible I, like if you like it cool for you but i think it's horrible i think it's really awful do we should we start a new segment on the show of just like anti recommendations like do not recommendations? Do not recommend Asian. I don't know what to, what to call it though. What do you think? I'm trying to take my headband off and keep my headphones on, and I'm, I'm wa- stuck. I'm watching. I'm stuck, and I'm also trying to talk on the mic at the same time. Ow, ow, ow. Like I don't know if I want to make a habit of slamming things, but what I really want to do now that I'm looking through this list that I have of the best albums of 2020 i want to sit down and listen to them or you should record an album in 2020 (laughs) so that yours could be on the list too (laughs) i mean get eric's kia optima (laughs) yeah we could make this happen now i don't know maybe maybe my synthwave record will come out last year (laughs) yes you should just yeah can you backdate it no one will notice yeah just say it came out in 2020 uh can i also attribute it to miami nights (laughs) Or Time Cop 84 or whoever else. Yeah. For sure. I get a ton of plays just by calling it the wrong name. Yes. Hey, everybody. It's the Eagles. (laughs) Listen to my synthwave record. Awesome. All right. What else you got? That might have actually been it. All right. Well, that was a good show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. All right. See you later. Peace. Bye. Big gulps, huh? All right. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Oh, man. No, but seriously, that was fun. Um trying to think if there's anything else i forgot i think i got to all my stuff it was a it was a good nice relaxing episode today yeah it's a beautiful humid disgusting saturday yeah it's not very hot out but it's like 140 percent humidity it really is i took uh allergy med so i'm loopy throughout the whole episode nice so that was fun well do it again next week yeah <laughs> you it think worked. it enhance is it a performance enhancing drug oh man can we be on peds next week Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're all just, you know. I'm in. We should, oh, we should like speedball. We should take like Adderall and Benadryl at the same time. See what happens. <laughs> what do you think? Speedball podcasting? Yeah. I think I'm going to pass on that. Hard pass. All right, fine. I could tell you what the show would be like. It would be like, ah! <sighs>
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd probably all be out of sync. So like somebody would be fired up, the other two would be out. Oh yeah. No, we would be like, we'd, is that a great idea? And you'd be like, what? I'd be like, well, it's a great idea, right? Like, uh, uh, what? <laughs> you do, you don't. You do, you don't. Yeah. You, don't. you don't. It would be a show filled with like the two of you guys talking at the same time and then going, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> We used to do the show and drink back in the day, especially when we did Roco Radio, and we thought like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. We used to for loco it. Yeah, we'd be like, oh, this will make for great radio. That's before Suburban Moms got the original four loco taken off the shelves for killing oh, yeah. their kids. Yeah, we had like the original. We had the real locos. Yeah, and we would drink four locos and do the show and think that, oh, it's definitely going to make us funnier. <laughs> we would slam four locos and do, like, while doing the you show. You know, it's a good way to like loosen up the nerves, you know. We'll just, you know, let our let our inhibitions, you know, down or what or what have you, what not. And uh it was not yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Do you have any old episodes of Roco Radio? I do. I, I have a couple. I don't know like where they land chronologically. Like I don't know if I have the first episode. Well, we I think we did like five episodes and never aired them because they were so bad. Like the our first actual published one was not our first episode. No, no, no. I definitely have them though somewhere. I'm gonna go listen to them. I I think I remember it was like March 11th, 2011, was our first ever. We've been doing this for a decade. Did we, did any of us ever get like really drunk on a show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Usually me, and then you, Eric. Eric always holds his own. No, I'm talking like like couldn't function drunk. No. In a rock show, yes. Oh, yeah. That happened to me once. That was In a podcast, no. No. I think if you get drunk in a podcast, it, you basically just slur your words and you sound stupid and you never, and none of what you say hits at the right time. <laughs> That's basically what it sounds like. Um, anyway. We so, should do that one time and then like immediately upload it so we don't have a choice. <laughs> oh, my God. But only after it won't tank our careers. We should do it, but also put up a good, a real episode like a day later so people don't feel like that was like an actual real episode. And then tell them in the next episode that the last one was a, a social experiment. Like once we get to the point where if we're ever like Joe Rogan, where he can just go on and say whatever he wants and there's no repercussions, that's when we should do it. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I'm in. I'm into. Can we also do a show where we pretend we're another person on the show? Like I'll be Jonesy the whole time and you'll be me. And Eric, wait, no. Wait, and I'll on. be me. No, wait, that didn't <laughs> make sense. Let me start over. <laughs> I'll be Jonesy. Jonesy will be Eric. Eric will be me. Okay. Can that happen? I don't know if, that, I, don't know if I could do that. I know exactly how I could be Jonesy. So you guys can recommend the obvious choice of something like, oh, best rap album of all time. You're like, oh, you know, DMX. And you're going to be like, uh, the, you know, the backup tambourine player from <laughs> Warren started a funk band in 1972. <laughs> and um, I'm telling you, it's a real great record. It's a real, real great record. It was um, so hard to not bring up Del the Funky Homo Sapien before. <laughs> oh, dude, Del rocked, man. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. <laughs> Deltron, up on that. that Deltron record was fire. And he has like the dopest rhymes on all the Gorillas albums. So, wait, is this the guy? The guy that laughs in the Gorilla song? I'm happy. He's the guy that raps on that song. The verses. Finally, somebody let me out of my Del the Funky Homo Sapien. That guy's the man. He's not part of Gorillas. He is the Gorilla. He's Del the Funky Homo Sapien. He's his own act. They bring in to rap on their certain songs. Got it. 
And he was the backup tambourine player for Warren? For Warren, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She's my chair That song came on on the radio. I don't know why. I just I turned it to Eric Cartman at the end. I was, I was driving with my can wife you, yesterday. Can you do the Cartman voice? Oh, no. Is that is that not in your repertoire? I don't think so. How about you, Eric? Can you do it? <laughs> what year is this, dude? I don't know. Okay, sorry. You're it's, telling a story? It's the same year that <laughs> Cherry Pie came out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently. So we, we were in the car yesterday, me and my wife, and we're driving, and I put on, on Spotify, I put on a playlist, the top hits of the 90s. And the first two songs that popped up were Cherry Pie and Thunderstruck by ACDC. And I'm like, was this January 1990? January 1st, 1990. Yeah, pretty sure those are 80s. And funny enough, I did best songs of the 80s, and uh, Nirvana, About a Girl, was on it. And I'm, pr- and I'm pretty sure that was not released in the 80s, unless I'm crazy. Might have been 89. But really? I, yeah, it might have been. Warrant Cherry Pie, 1990. What about Nirvana Bleach? Because that's their first record, right? It's Bleach? Yeah. It's the only record Nirvana that's Nirvana Bleach? As far as I'm concerned. June 15th, 1989. Oh, wow. All right. So they really uh, they went right to the wire on these playlists, huh? Yeah, it's like they're going to analyze. Oh, if it came out the day after, no way, no good. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Uh, Not an 80s hit. All right. Well, I love you guys. I love you guys, too. I appreciate you. Same season. You guys smell good. <laughs> I showered this morning and cut my hair. Nice. Well, I think it's been, uh, it's been, it's been fun, but it's probably time to, uh, to call it a day. Yep. Until, uh, until next week. We love you. Bye. Peace.